You are listening to High School 510, where sports is the brain, comedy is the pilot, and the sweet Jeeva is our jet fuel. Please sit back and enjoy the ride. All right, uh, and then anything bad, Pedro? Anything bad? Oh, just LeBron bringing his liquor out to the finals. That's Come on. Yeah, it was under the seat. I'm like, how did he get a bottle of alcohol in? You know, I couldn't even take my water. They made me pour out my water bottle of ice, and I'm a diabetic going into the Oakland A's game, and he got a bottle of liquor, of his own liquor, underneath the seat. One thing, if, if anybody needs better security at a sporting event, just call O.Co. Coliseum, whatever it's called now, and get their security staff, because the motherfuckers won't let you go to any seat that's not yours, and won't let you in without patting you down and scanning you with a goddamn airport security system. Bruh, it's crazy. Yeah, that's uh, one of the more- You're right, that, they, act, they take that super serious. Like, look, if somebody bring a gun to the Oakland A's game, it's because they're trying to shoot themselves for watching this shit. <laughs> Hey, man, I can't believe I watched all nine innings. This shit is dull. Pedro, how hot is it down there? Um, It's a nice, cool 79 degrees right now. Oh, no, 81. It went up, it went up too close. Okay. Rain and flood. Oh, so that rain then cooled the temperature down down there. Yeah, and also this week, um, I had my AC go out. There you go. You riding with the windows <laughs> down? No, I'm talking about the AC in the house. Oh, shit. Central AC, yeah. Oh, that's why you're sitting there so sweating I, in front of your pew. Yep. I was sweating like a, uh, sweating like a Southern pastor. <laughs> They just made love, just made love to the sister Marilyn's young 28-year-old daughter. Come on. <laughs> you were sweat, sweating like Pandarvis Grayson. <laughs> hey man, I think somebody trying to set me up. You don't no, have to make enough money for someone to set up. Exactly. You just, you're just a victim of a crime, dude. <laughs> yes, I'm yes, exactly. I'm being a victim of a crime. Hey, I think your friend trying to set me up, Joy. Yeah. I ain't. I ain't throwing no games. Tell your, you tell your friend I, I ain't on the, her Instagram liking all her pictures. That's a lie. <laughs> somebody, no, somebody took a screenshot with my name on it. Hey, you can't control other people's screenshots, Pedro. I, I need, this is why I'm about to get off the internet, right here. You stop sending out the random dick pics, you'd be all right. Yeah, I do need to stop that. Um, <laughs> I'm not going to apologize for it because at my age, I've realized uh, apologies don't do anything. But I will say I need to stop. You're right. <laughs> yeah, Todd's got a game for us to play today, guys. The one we were oh, we're playing it today? Because I had Sam queued up and ready to go the other day. Oh, that's all good. Fuck Sam. Juicy mouth, the bastard. <laughs> Sam slammed up, I'm not going to stand for. Uh, <laughs> we slander that fool every day. I guess, man, we haven't recorded in a few weeks. We're back. we back. It's been uh, three weeks since we last recorded, uh, or at least three weeks. And, uh, you know, getting back into the swing of things. It's been a kind of crazy summer. What's up with y'all? I'm mad that you didn't get that. Uh, who sung that R&B or hip-hop song, Gets Who's Back? Guess who's back? Guess who's back? That's Guess. uh Mace. Yeah, that's that, Mace. Yeah, it's the Mace song. Yeah, there's a lot of Guess Who's Back. Rakim had Guess Who's Back. And Mace had was it Welcome Back? 
Too Short probably had about 12 on back songs. Come on. <laughs> so what's on the slate there for today, Jared? Olympics is in, so we'll get into some Olympics. Uh, I don't NBA finals uh, finished, so we can, uh, you know, what I'm saying give our uh, our takes on that, um, and then uh, yeah, a couple other just random stories. I think that'll be interesting to chat about. But uh, are y'all ready to start the show? Yeah. All right. Well, welcome, ladies and gentlemen. You are listening to the High Score Five One Zero podcast. We're back. We've been gone a little while, um, but we're back. And uh, don't don't think we forgot about you. We are here for your enjoyment um, or just uh, fill up on um, ignorance and uh, precocious banter. Um, aside from that, uh, catch us at High Score 501 on the Instagram, the YouTube, and the Twitter, or Hipster Horror Crooks on the Twitter. And uh, also uh, check out our Patreon at patreon.com backslash highscore510. Aside from that, we are here with... Uh, this is AG3. You guys know me, real name Aaron Grayson. Uh, coming at you fast in an HPV spreading in Olympic Village. Splash! You feel good? I feel fucking hot. <laughs> All right. And we are here with everybody's friendly captain and friendly truck driver, Captain Beefup. Coming at you like them Olympic cardboard beds for regular sex. <laughs> that seems like it's irregular, but I'll, I'll accept it. Tire marks, tire marks. Finish line with fire marks. When the relay starts to move on the way train. Master, she know the pants got to be like a pet. Director, bench, or did like, don't like that. Your fans don't want to buy fans. You ain't got to get a bitch. Pass to the rapture. White bitch go back and blow like a wound. And that shit was whack, Jared, man. You, since the first yeah. show, you've been trying to get that shit on and talk about how good it was and all that. So I'm like, man, I'm, I'm disgusted that we've been away so long. You're going to play that as my sound bite and crap like that. <laughs> oh, shit. All right. And we are here with. What's up? It's Todd, a.k.a. High and Toit. Uh, let's see. You're just looking up YouTube clips? Yeah, it's favorites. I think he's looking up other favorites too. <laughs> <laughs> you gotta save. You got a whole playlist of logic. Video. Oh, I should have more logic stuff. Here we go. I don't love. Oh, from night to night, you find me. And now I want to hear the Swedish girl that rats faster than logic. What, what, what happened there? F that. F that noise. More tabs than Aaron up on a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> And my name is Jared, a.k.a. DJ Art, with two T's for a double dose of that tink tink. The D is silent, so it's just Jart. And I'm up here in the heat of uh, Calaveras County. Shout out sponsorship. Meet me at, at Antioch Oakley Pier, and we'll talk. <laughs> it feels like the Oakley Antioch Pier, how hot it is up here. <laughs> uh, how's everybody doing today? Good, good. Just uh, hot and tired. Just to let y'all know, Pedro and myself are shirtless right now. Pedro 
Uh, was not, oh, he was shirtless. He put a shirt on. Okay, well. All right. The rest of y'all didn't get involved and get naked, so I put my shirt back on. They're going to have me in the freak out this, out this group. Well, you guess... know, my Sunday routine, I had to put on more clothes just to come on the show. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, uh, Todd's wearing a beanie and a hoodie. <laughs> I am shirtless. <laughs> and uh, Aaron and Pedro are in different forms of, uh, you know, what is it? Loungewear garb. So I guess we should just uh, start getting into some some news. Michael B. Jordan will produce and potentially star in a black Superman limited series for HBO Max. He's already been uh, tabbed as one of the uh, producers on the on the piece. But uh, the show or the the series would uh, feature Earth 2, an alternate Earth universe from the other Superman series, where it would feature Michael B. Jordan potentially as Superman. And what's the name, Aaron? It's a, a Val Zod, a black Kryptonian that holds the mantle of Superman in uh, one of the canons. So uh, yeah, what do you guys think about a new black Superman played by Michael B. Jordan? Sounds like Earth 3 is a better place. <laughs> It might be the first time. I might get a job. I might get a job living on one of these other Earths and get a job importing kryptonite to Earth too. What if they what if, what if they went in there and they like brainwashed him and got him to do like that Sammy Sosa thing? Like, like he I, went from being a black Superman to being the, the strawberry Superman to being the vanilla Superman. I tell you what, I tell you what. DC already, you know, has already been kind of behind Marvel, some people would say. Not comic book-wise, but film-wise. Film-wise by far. Film-wise, way behind Marvel. This just took three steps backwards. Only thing DC has on Marvel is their uh, animated series are better, from what I've seen. Yeah. Or they're, they're, pushing, the, oh, they're, way they're pushing the animated envelope way better with uh, some of the Batman movies yeah. and well, because they, TV shows. They, it's because it's like the comic book. And I was telling you, Jerry, they got great com- Their comic books blow the Marvel comic books out the water. No, I'm saying uh, because it's more believable on car- in cartoon. Like yes. the things that they do. You see what happens when you CGI all the stuff that they try to do in the film. It looks ridiculous. Mm-hmm. So you can't do the overpowered, over superbearing uh, destruction and explosions that they can do on, you know, or, uh, or using a cartoon or animated. You can't, it's hard to do, to, uh, the CGI just makes it look like, oh, come on, man. But in a cartoon, you're thinking, okay, yeah. You know, you're, you're already there. You're already in a cartoon mindset. Uh, maybe Michael B. Jordan should do a cartoon. Mm. That's what we need. They can get better facial expressions on the cartoons. Yeah, exactly. You can do the voiceover and he can be like, yeah, I have to take that kryptonite off your hands. (laughs) They say it's not the same project. Keep that kryptonite kryptonite out of my hands. (laughs) Damn. Don't you dare play that shit right now, Jared. (laughs) That's enough. We talking about it. That's enough. We ain't gotta play. (laughs) Nah, so this is the... uh, uh, it's the Outlier Society's limited series, not the same Superman uh, Superman film reboot that's being done um, by the writer Tanaheshi Coates and producer J.J. Abrams. This is a different project, but uh, did you guys know that there's also a Superman reboot by Tanaheshi Coates and J.J. Abrams coming out? I didn't know that, and I'm starting to. J.J. Abrams is what do you call it? He's diluting his talent. If he's in too many universe, he needs to stay or he needs to concentrate on one thing. 
Mm-hmm. Because I, I can see this being diluted or being a lot of the same things that Marvel is doing or Disney's doing, um, being mixed into what he's doing with Warner Brothers or any other studio. Uh, mm-hmm. it, I think he just has his hands on too many things. I wish, I wish he would have just stayed to a few projects like Star Trek and like because you notice you can actually you actually notice this the the acting algorithm av- or whatever the the action. The action's starting to be similar across the board. Yeah. Um, with Star Wars and Star Trek. And I'm like, you got to separate those two. Star, Star Trek is more of a, like the soap opera based. Um, yeah, it's more of a science show than anything. No, a science it was, show. It wasn't anything. about action. It wasn't about action. It wasn't action about action. Like, yeah. And then he kind of brought too much action into um, Star Trek. It was kind of like overbearing. As in Star Wars, you can get away with that. It's actually yeah, Star Wars is supposed to be action packed. Yeah, JJ yeah. Abrams is probably just gonna you know make some big ominous sounds and have some things blow up, and uh, we're gonna probably be like you know, is he he's not he's not gonna do the Michael Bay explosions though, right? You know, no, he he never go too far like that. He never went. Yeah, it's it's not that, but you're starting to see across different films like okay, JJ Abrams, you can see a JJ Abrams production. You kind of want to hide that when you're making films. Yeah, he should. He should I mean, make. he got to still work. I mean, you know, as a, as a mean, director, you don't work as often like an actor. Like you might do a movie every two or three years as a director. So yeah. you still got to work, Pedro. Man got, man, got, man, yeah. man got kids like Latrell Sprewell family. They kids got to eat. I win, I win. I still take him over uh, that other fool, man. Michael Bay, yeah. No, no, of course I take him over Michael <laughs> Bay. The other guy who used to do comic book movies, but he's an asshole, kind of upset. The one that did uh, 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 the first Avengers movie, Josh Whedon. Oh, oh, and yeah, that's what I got drafted by the by the Browns and didn't do nothing. Come on, man, that's Brandon Whedon who Pedro was praying he was do something. <laughs> Pedro was praying. Well, uh, this just in. This just in. What what would Michael B. Jordan do? Michael B. Jordan is at the Warner Brothers studio and he is auditioning to play Kal-El, the black Superman. What would Michael B. Jordan do? Pedro wrote the best line. I ain't got no good line to say. Pedro already said it. (laughs) It's playing in reverse. (laughs) Pedro already said it. I ain't got nothing to be said. Play it in reverse. That's the only thing I can say. (laughs) Play it in reverse, Jerry. (laughs) Pedro already took the best line of what Michael Jordan would say. Michael B. Jordan would say. Uh, uh, he's also going to be producing Static Shock. I don't know what character that is, but. Uh, Static Shock. Do you remember the cartoon Static Shock? He had like dreadlocks and he was young and he would just run around and with the static the sk- arms. I think he had, the, he had the skateboard. Yeah, he had the, the skateboard. skateboard. Yeah. yeah. Was that DC? Static Shock was DC. Yeah, I guess. Mm-hmm. Uh oh. Uh oh. What? 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 Michael B. Jordan. Kobe. Michael B. Jordan is interviewing Makai Pfeiffer on potentially playing Static Shock and how to wear some fake ass dreads. What would Michael B. Jordan do, Aaron? <laughs> Yo, Makai Pfeiffer. I saw you in Soul Food. I know you might have a contract out to do rap with Sticky Fingers and probably got about three more movies that's going straight to DVD with other people from Onyx and Federal Star. 
but I'm gonna have to talk to them and take t- tell them I'm taking you off their hands. You gonna be in my movie, A Static Shock. I need someone that could wear fake dreads. And no one wears them like you. Look like a cross between the Predator and 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 when and goddamn, I can't even think of somebody else that had some bad looking hair. And Samuel Jackson, a half of his movies. <laughs> Samuel Jackson and um, Jackie Brown. Man, yeah, exactly. Dude. With a cur- current day, uh, current day Stevie Wonder. Man, Stevie Wonder. That's the only reason I know Stevie blind because he's still walking around with two dreads on his hand. <laughs> That's the only reason I know he's blind. I would have thought he was faking it all these years until I said, "Oh man." That's part of uh, that's part of his con. Is like I'm gonna walk around with these shitty dreads. If, that, if that's part of his con, then you know what? He deserves everything he gotten because he conned everybody. <laughs> he he held he held the con to the end. The NBA Finals is over with the Milwaukee Bucks winning their first title since 1971. Uh, Giannis Antetokounmpo was the NBA Finals MVP, and I guess my question to you all is. What did you learn from the from the finals? And what was one good thing and one bad thing you saw from it? Um, it could be from a team. It can be from the finals and the way, you know, it all culminated to, you know, saying the coaching and the officiating or whatever. So, uh, yeah, what's what's one thing you noticed from the finals that was good and bad? And, and what's your takeaway? Well, I say this. The good thing was I really got to enjoy the finals. That was a really enjoy. It was more enjoyable to watch. I was happy to see two teams that, you know, haven't been represented in a long time. And to see two people going for a finals and especially like and kind of but even though you know the Suns added Chris Paul this year, it was still kind of two teams that were kind of built from the bottom up. Mm-hmm. It's always nice to see that because we don't get that a lot in the NBA. It was two teams that went away from what this NBA is supposed to be growing to, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't have like that whole three and D and a bunch of shitty players on. I mean, they had a couple, but not like a bunch of these three and D and these guys who are supposed to be the higher end three and D guys and, and a bunch of guys, it wasn't a bunch of teams that shot threes constantly, right? You didn't see teams out there shooting 25 threes a game. Everybody played their position. Phoenix didn't have no big guys that shot threes, right? Mm-hmm. They didn't have no, no center that shot a three. Uh, Giannis actually played like he should be playing and stopped listening to the people who were thinking, oh man, Giannis, you're so versatile. You're so fast. You could dribble the ball. We want you bringing it down. We want you shooting the three. No, he played like he should have been playing. And, and it was good basketball in that way. My bad takeaway would be the Devin Booker comparison to Kobe Bryant. You guys, you guys are at the age of where they still, where they make more photocopies and, and were you around when Diddles was still in school, Jared and Todd? Diddles? Mm-hmm. When there used to be a Diddle machine? Yeah, so the, the Diddle machine came before the copy machine. Pedro, you remember it was a way of making copies and it was like some kind of ink shit. It was, it was pretty bad, right? Mm-hmm. It was like, it was like the early form of copy machines. And I mean, the schools were ahead of their time by having them back then. We had the original th- document, which was Michael Jordan. And then we had the first copy, which was really close to the original document, Kobe Bryant. And then we made a photocopy off of that, and it's Devin Booker, which was a shitty version of that copy. <laughs> and, and I had skin tired of the comparison. It was like crazy. Oh, his mentor, his mentor is this. It's like, man, he played in one little summer coaching thing, the Mamba Academy that Kobe had that once, one or two summers. And uh, I'm like, he's like, man, this mentor, Kobe. I'm like, well, they're not even close to the same. The size is not even the same. The style of game isn't the same. Yeah. Uh, it, it was just sickening. I couldn't believe anytime Devin Booker made a shot, having 45 points, this and that. I mean, I, I like that Giannis scored 50 in that game six, the final game, 
off of 25 shots. I really like that. He's because Devin Booker had 40 and look at how many shots he had in those two games for his 40 points. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree. Enough to score 65 or more. I agree. I think Devin Booker is definitely not Kobe. I think if you just look at their athletic ability, their fluidity, even if you just go straight to the other half of the ball, his defensive ability, he's not Kobe. Defensive um, ability, he's a turnover machine. He can't yeah. He handles. can dribble with his left hand. No, he, he has no left league. hand. He's he gotten no better at it, but he's not great at it. And and Kobe, Kobe didn't have a great left when he started, but it became... Well, Kobe had some of the best handles in the league. If you yeah. think about his size, he was really... He, he handled the ball... As if he was one of those guys like, a, I mean, no, and I'm not saying he was better than him. He's not better than no. Kyrie Irving, but he handled the ball in that way. He did yeah. cross over. No, no, yeah. He did things. You know, he was, he's like, that mode of Josh, God, sham God. Yeah. I feel like Kobe in his first couple of years, he would, he can go left when he, he can go left adequately, but he would usually revert back to the right side um, more so, but that's a young player. But then he became that versatile where he can go either way and you get a shot from either side. And, you know, he was way more unstoppable. Devin Booker is 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 nowhere near that. I, I equate Devin Booker to being somewhere between a transition of Klay Thompson trying to become Kobe Bryant, which is still not going to become a Kobe Bryant because he's not the same athlete fluid-wise. Fluid yeah. But, you know, Devin Booker reminds me of Klay Thompson. He reminds me of Klay Thompson as he's more of a rigid player. He has a, he has a smooth jumper, um, but he's not a great creator and ball handler, not nearly mm-hmm. the same way that, uh, that Kobe was. So... Yeah, it was kind of funny to hear all that and people being. Oh like, my oh, god, it was ridiculous. Jared, why do you keep comparing everybody to Clay Thompson? Because I feel like Clay Thompson is like Clay Thompson is like a is like an archetype. He's like he's like a foundational piece of what you want out of a basketball player. Clay Thompson could have played in the fifties and been perfect fit, and he could play now and is a perfect fit because he plays hard D and good D, and he can catch and shoot. But he's not a great ball handler. No, I feel isn't. like the ball handling and 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 smooth, you know, being smooth with the ball in your hands became more of a big thing. Uh, as like the you know 70s into the 80s and then into the 90s and early 2000s like where you had and one popping up and it was all about like you know being able to mix people up with the ball handling skills clay thompson could have played in the 50s and just been a dude that was out on the court playing good d and just stroking from everywhere and offensively would have been adequate and above average right in the nba currently he's still that because he has a mechanical way of playing where he just is able to catch and shoot he can score from anywhere but he's not a great ball handler he hasn't it's like he's he didn't evolve with the game in that way you know what i'm saying he's gotten well, a little so, better but he's not great at it todd todd how about you what was something you saw from the finals the good and the bad uh i was just happy for Giannis. i think it was it was cool um, i was sick of sick of all the normal storylines so just like aaron said it was cool to see some some fresh teams in there that we didn't have to go back to that well like the same the same storyline same same stuff with the announcers always talking about I mean, whether it's the Warriors or LeBron. So it was, that was cool. It was cool to see him hit all those free throws in the final game. That was yeah, crazy. Yeah. yeah, he was locked uh, in. No, you can see him, like, his his game evolving in, during the playoffs. It seemed like everything, every step everybody was talking about, it's a missing part of his game or everything he should be doing, he actually ended up doing as as the playoffs progressed. Yeah, it shows you, it shows you if he hits, like, just 75 to 80% of his free throws, that, like, if he's getting the line 15 times a game – you know what I'm saying? That's 12 more points. That could be the difference in you winning the game. And they won by like 10 points, right? Eight points. So like can being I, able to a, make those free throws is a big deal too. Yeah. I say a point about the free throws and I stole this. Nick Wright actually came up with this. He oh, said, geez. he said, nah, I, I actually like Nick Wright. He says some crazy shit sometimes, but I actually like him. And he said this, and he said this before, he said this after like game four, I believe. And he said, free throw percentage is overrated. And he said it's very overrated, and, and he and he kept talking about it. And then he said, uh, 
He said, because, and he broke down Giannis after game five. And he's like, look, he said it before game five. And he said, because if you look at it, look at Giannis's made free throws, right? Mm-hmm. His made free throws were double the double of the next person, right? So mm-hmm. while he's shooting a low percentage and while Shaq shot a low percentage, they made double the amount that anyone else in the finals, yeah. right? And so it's like- You got Steph Curry shooting 93%, but he shoots like two free throws sh- a game. Shoots, <laughs> exactly. So where does that really help you yeah. if he shoots two? The fact that Giannis, even though he's going down there, he might get one free throw, that's better than getting zero points coming down. And here's yeah. the crazy thing. In the last 20 years, 14 championships have been won by LeBron James, Tim Duncan, Shaquille O'Neal, and now Giannis. The people who couldn't <laughs> shoot free throws. Yeah. But yeah. you're looking but the only thing I would say to that is that percentage, percentage can be overrated. And I agree. Uh, I think, but that's one of the reasons why, like, you know, I put free throws made in our fantasy league because you have some guys who are taking so many more free throws than everyone else because of the way they play. Yeah, they shoot a low free throw percentage, but those points are still accumulating in that way. They're still getting points and there's value to that, right? The only thing I would say is that it really plays to those guys like a Shaq, a Tim Duncan, a Giannis, a LeBron, guys who are going to get a lot of free throws. They're not going to make the highest percentage, but they're still getting a lot of free throws. But in that case, even if they bump their percentages up to be around 75%, like those extra four or five points or sometimes eight points that they'll get from going from 50% or 45% to 60, 75% is like, those are points that a lot of these games, the margin that these games are being decided by, or that buffer where like they could be up eight at the final, in the final frame where, you know, now the Suns basically have no way to do anything. They can't turn it over. They got to make shots. They got to make shots. You put that pressure on him versus if he missed, if he only shoots like 70% or 65% in that game, he still makes like 10, 12 free throws but he's not making that extra four or five that then make are the difference of the sun's only being down two or three versus being down seven or eight. Right. So I, I, there is the importance of that percentage for these guys that shoot a big cluster, because if they can get it a little bit higher, closer to like 75, like is a reasonable, like 75, maybe not 80, but 75, then that's usually extra, like, you know, anywhere from like four to six points a game that a lot of times these close games are being decided by anything anywhere between four and six points. Right. He shot horrible at free throws in game three, four and five, and they still won. Cause the point is you're, also putting pressure on another team because now they're in foul trouble yeah. regardless if you're walking away one point it's better than shooting a fucking three-pointer and yeah. getting zero right yeah that's what i was gonna say like like for example it's it was that's something to to take note of for like steph curry when he was earlier in his career i don't know the numbers uh, but i have a feeling just he was he was shooting a lot and he shot it he, he shoots it high efficiency so he would shooting like you said about Giannis, he would not have to take a lot of shots to score a lot of points but as he saw he wasn't getting calls now as he's kind of aged into that elite superstar he does get more calls and he evolved his game um in order i feel like driving more he does get more calls now and and being such a high free thrower he like you see him then able to in his whatever 34 whatever how old he is in his late 34 year old season be able to still average 30 points because i feel like he's taking advantage now of the free throws i have to look up the numbers but just that feels like that's what's going on one thing that's going on because he yeah. knows now more so that's for guys that do shoot good percentage to be able to adjust their game in order to get those calls that's that's huge and that's how they can evolve their games and in the same way that someone like Giannis knowing that he can or anyone that gets fouled a lot they can evolve by just getting better at free throws but yeah. like those are those are directions for them to push their games and that was just good to see because he had been dogged so much 
by by the media and by the fans rightly so for like such mm -hmm. a terrible percentage so to see him kind of overcome that in such a dramatic way in the last game was was cool. yeah well and, and that's the crazy thing your superstars will hit him when they count Shaq hit him when they counted in the finals if you look at his finals it bumps up like 10 to 12 percent who knows how much these numbers end up being skewed it's a, mm -hmm. in the long season players just they check out and you know they're more eventually focused once you get to that when you get into yeah. the yeah uh, the meat and bones and everything not as focused as they were in the Olympics today. Uh, yeah, we'll get to that in a minute. We'll get to that. Yeah, I'll uh, wait till we get to that. I got something to say about that. We'll get to that. Um, Ed Todd, anything bad was bad from the finals for you? Um, I mean, gosh, I didn't like pay as close attention. I'm glad I didn't hear all the talk about Kobe because comparing Booker to Kobe that announcer talk just bugs me so much. So now probably Chris Paul going to like the Lakers or something that that's probably going to be a bad outcome of the finals, especially having it be so close. <laughs> He's going to start super He's a chase. Uh, ring He's hunting chase. Yeah, yeah, ring chasing. And uh, that's going to well. be annoying. I wish he kind of got it with, it would have been cool for him to get it with the Suns, but I'm, I'd be, I would have been fine either it way. It would have sucked if Robert Sarver got a title though. So fuck that. <laughs> yeah. sponsorship. Pedro, what about you? Uh, it's funny you said that. Uh, no, Chris, I don't think the money for Chris. Chris Paul wants to get paid. He's not coming to LA. Um, and the Suns already said they're not going to help him try to get there with a sign and trade either. So I, I doubt that that's going to happen. Like Aaron said, you start seeing people playing in positions and playing, playing in playing in position at a high level. Um, it was exciting to watch Giannis, the hard work he put in. Um, you know, his, his ad, it's like he was adding little things into the game on his way up. You know, you kind of see his hard work come into fruition. It was, yeah, it was, you just seen everything kind of like develop before your eyes. You just seen a super, he was already a superstar. Now you're seeing a super, superstar. You're seeing a, you're seeing a Shaq type. And Shaq even talked about what Nick Wright said, um, what Aaron had brought up about getting to the line, just get to the line, play big, be in, be a presence. If you're a presence, that's what's going to happen. They couldn't stop it. They had no idea. DeAndre Ayton, seven foot, whatever, one or whatever he is, he was playing way on the playoffs. He came, he met a superstar. It was like, oh, now wait a minute. <laughs> yeah, Giannis is on a different yeah. level. <laughs> yeah, that's now, on a different level. It was tight to see Giannis because it seemed like Giannis's will was, <clears throat> was really feeding. And he was like, you guys can't stop me. Even teams in the past, you know, maybe his you know, immature self, he wasn't quite sure how to handle the adjustments of other teams. And this time he's like, no, nah, I got this. I'm just going to, you know, impose my will defensively right. and offensively to be able to, you know what I'm saying, just be the game changer that nobody can account for. And even when they try and get sneaky and tricky, like it's not really going to make much of a difference. And if it does one possession, I'm going to adjust and the next possession is not going to be the same. Well, I guess my good, my good was to see a, a new superstar crowned, a new superstar being created. Like as though Giannis wasn't already a superstar, but this it's like the next tier, next chapter of him able to write the rest of his legacy. Now he's kind of, he's cemented himself. He doesn't have to worry about, you know what I'm saying? Always chasing. And now he's like, well, how good mm -hmm. can I be amongst the other greats? And um, this opportunity from now to go on and prove, is this now his league? Is it no longer LeBron's league? Is it, not KD's league, maybe. LeBron's, LeBron's 38 years old, Jerry. I, mean, yeah. LeBron, I think LeBron, yeah, he's like my age. He's like 37 now. But um, 
but yeah, is it now his league? And is it, you know, now where does he match up against the other greats? Um, also, you know, I know Aaron always talks about seeing another city get a title. And so Milwaukee, 50 years, you know, in the making, finally gets a title. Not not since last one they had Kareem Abdul-Jabbar playing for him. So that was cool. My bad. There's two bads. One, P.J. Tucker got a title. But actually, you know, like I always tell everybody, I would love P.J. Tucker if he's on my team. I'm tired of people like Sam Johnson, shout out sponsorship, always being like, he's a great role player. And I'm like, he's not a great role player. He's a you good role that. player. He's an adequate role player for what he does, but he's not great at anything. If he was great at anything, he would be a, th- a really good 3 and D guy. Stop saying 3 and D. I hate I, that term, 3 and D. It means mediocre. But you know what? I give it this. I give it this. P.J. Tucker's more valuable to a team that wins than Brandon Eager is. It depends. Brandon Ingram is a guy that only other, get numbers for himself. He can't I think really it depends help a team on the, win. Yeah, PJ I, Tucker can help a team win, even though I agree with everything you're saying, Jared. He's not a great role player. No, he's, he's not all these things. He had to basically hide. And you know what's sad? Monty Williams. You know what? I'm going to put this down as a bad. Monty Williams. He, he was horrible at making adjustments. We named the coach of the year. Everyone gave him all these props. After his speech last year, at the end of the year in the bubble, all of this and everything he did, he was bad at making adjustments. He didn't switch Chris Paul to guard P.J. Tucker into game six. It's mm-hmm. like, how did you not notice? They're starting P.J. Tucker. Put your player that you need the most – whoever needs a rest, he's guarding P.J. Tucker majority of that time because he just yeah. goes in the corner highest on offense. Yep. And, and and that's the thing. I get a loose rebound. That was my I other bad. My other bad was you. was the Suns' uh, coaching and adjustments. Um, what I saw in Game Six and Seven, especially Game Seven, watching that game, I was just like, they're not playing the basketball that got them there. Um, they went small, and I know it's natural. You crunch down your lineup. You you shorten your your bench uh, mm-hmm. when you get into crunch time situations and games and and in finals. But what got them there was that they had a deep rotation of of role players on the perimeter that helped you know you know keep the floor spread for what they like to do. It allowed Devin Booker to work more. Um, game seven, I didn't see any of those role, and I don't say those guys needed to be out there a whole bunch, but it needed to keep to keep Chris Paul fresh, to keep Booker fresh, to keep these guys fresh on that rotation because you know they're going head up and are they gonna be able to stop Giannis probably not but the <laughs> thing is you keep your rotations fresh and you play that team basketball they were playing where they were able they're they're rotating the ball they're running real plays they weren't running any real plays that that game seven especially in game seven it was hero ball they were trying to play the same style that Milwaukee was playing Milwaukee is way better at that because they've done it all year and that's what they do you're not better at this. What got you here was you're spread, spreading the court and playing good, good fundamental basketball, moving the ball around, having your role players be a threat, having the various role players you have, finding them in good spots on the plays that you were running and the sets you were running that allowed them to be in their spots and then make the defense have to pick their poison. Are you going to let the open three from the corner? Are you going to let the, the guy from, uh, you know, from the elbow extended? Are you going to uh, allow them to throw the alley-oop off the screen and roll? They, they weren't running that same offense. And a big part of it I saw was just Chris Paul and Devin Booker, you know what I'm saying, just running one-on-one ISO. And that's not like that's going to tire Chris but, Paul out. You know, I'll be honest, Jerry, that, that was their offense before Chris Paul got there. That was their offense. Devin, and, Booker, and, Devin and, Booker hero ball was their offense. Every and that, year when and that's why they like, didn't make the playoffs. Oh, Devin Booker's getting better. That's Devin why Booker, they didn't make I'm the playoffs. Like, no, he's scoring a shitload of points, but he ain't, he ain't making no else around him better. And you but, saw what happened that game seven. And 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 that goes further than <laughs> our point is that Devin Booker was a big disappointment. He was the bad in that. He was trying to, I don't know if he was trying to be Kobe. I don't know what he was trying to do, but I didn't see him in the second half be effective whatsoever. He was forcing his way into the paint, getting the ball stolen or, or getting blocked or just, you know, highly contested shots that weren't the best shot. And one thing Aaron will contend that Devin Booker can't shoot threes. Devin Booker came into the league as a good pure shooter and he could hit threes. He wasn't like a Clay Thompson type, but he could hit threes. 
And if you leave him open, he can knock down threes. And he wasn't even trying to even keep that in his rotation that game seven. He didn't do any of that. And I was like, the stats gotta, are there, Jerry. He's not a good three point shooter. He just I gets hot. It, like every every seven games, he gets hot and he'll shoot like eight for nine. And everyone thinks Devin Booker is a three point shooter. Go look at game per game. Mm. The dude sucks at shooting free throws. Regardless of which, the point Todd, is Todd, just, just look up the final, look up on. the last two I, rounds I, of playoffs. No, 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 but the point no, is. The you point got, um, he's a uh, he's he's only at 35 percent and as a shooter percent is not a good free three no, he's not a good three-point shooter he's never been he's, it's not it's not elite i'll give you that but what i'm saying is that shooter's gonna shoot and if you're not keeping him honest like you devin booker is not the athlete kobe or jordan was right he's not even near the athlete that jordan kobe was so comparing him to kobe is like oh you're saying that he can get to the rim the same way kobe can he can't so if you're a shooter that's why i say he's somewhere between clay thompson and kobe He's not the athlete that Kobe is. Kobe can get to the rim. He's creative. He's athletic. He's fluid. He can get to the rim and make something happen. Devin Booker is not that, but that's all he was trying to do. So, like, you have to keep the defenders – the defenders start doing what they did to Giannis. They start sagging back, and they start doubling late, and that's that's why Devin Booker was ineffective that whole second half because he was not keeping them honest by – pulling up and shooting jumpers, whether it was three-pointer or even just a deep two and making them say, oh, we have to guard this. They were like, oh, he's just attacking every time and making bad plays. And so that was the big disappointment because that whole second half, I don't remember seeing him make a shot. I might've seen him, he might've made one shot, but I don't remember seeing him literally make a shot the whole second half that I watched. And that was the time when like, you need your star to be productive. They were they, they ended up de- depending on Jay Crowder taking three-pointers the rest of that whole second half. He was the only <laughs> three-point threat. You can't have Jay Crowder or be your only three-point threat. Todd, I understand you have a game for us today. Oh yeah. All right. Todd. Oh, I do. Game what what are we? Do you have a? Do you have a? Do you have a name? Uh, let's see. The name of the game should be this or that. We're gonna All play right. a game of this or that today. A game of this or that. <laughs> so uh, the way this game works is Todd is gonna give you guys a name of something. And it falls under one category. It's going to be this or that. Uh, what are the two categories that are this and that in this week's uh, installment, Todd? Today's categories in this or that are hot sauces or metal bands. Hot sauces or metal bands. All right. <laughs> are you going to the Jeopardy music? Wait, wait, I'm supposed, to, I'm supposed to answer now? That's just the topic, right? That's the topic. Okay. I'm thinking, I'm thinking Price is Right, Jared. I'm thinking Price is Right music. Okay, yeah, yeah. I have to, I have to get that one. All right, so Todd. <laughs> so Todd is going to announce, I'm not playing. This is between Aaron and Pedro, and there is a prize to be won today. There is a prize in today's game. So the prize I will announce later. But however... So what's going to happen is Todd's going to give you a name and we're going to start Pedro and, and Aaron. One of you will start. And if you can guess correct, you get to go again. All right. And you're going to go until you get an answer wrong. Once you get an answer wrong, it'll be the other person's turn to go. And they're going to see how long a streak they can get in a row of correct answers. At the end of the game, whoever has the longest streak will be the winner. OK, so whoever can put the long, together the longest streak of correct answers wins the game. And remember, the categories are hot sauce or metal band. So, uh, Pedro, uh, Aaron, you guys want to say a number? I'm thinking of a number between one and ten in my head, and you guys can guess. Eleven. Uh, seven. It was seven, so that means that Pedro is going to go first. Pedro, you are starting us off 
hot sauce or middle band todd you want to take it away all right pedro is this a hot sauce or a metal band sacrifice middle band oh it is a hot sauce <laughs> okay all right aaron it's on to you now aaron yeah all right aaron fart god metal band that is correct they are actually a death metal band from sweden fart god oh all right atomic venomizer oh that's a hot sauce oh oh man they are a thrash metal band from japan oh all right i mean the name atomic wow (laughs) that's that's fucked up i guess that's what makes them a metal band that's fucked up they're from hiroshima That All right, streak action. of one. Aaron's got one, a streak of one. That is the high so far. All right. I'm not playing around. It's, uh, these are some tough ones. All right. Pedro, anal angst. <laughs> anal angst. That's a hot sauce. Yay, yay, yay. That is correct. That is correct. <laughs> God. <laughs> see if we can build upon that. Colon rupture. That's a hot sauce. Oh, they are oh. a death metal grindcore band from the U.S. Oh, still one. The streak is at one. <laughs> All right, back to Aaron. All right. I was putting this together, and uh, uh, this is gonna be a, this is gonna be a tough. Yeah, this is a tough one, man. Yeah, it is tough. It's a, right, a good one. <laughs> All right, we're back to Aaron. Aaron. Mm-hmm. Camel toe. Oh, that could go either way. Uh, I'm gonna go. Toe. I'm gonna go with the hot sauce. Yay! Yay! That is correct. It's a chipotle mango hot sauce. <laughs> that sounds oh. like it's disgusting too. <laughs> chipotle mango for camel toe? <laughs> yeah, I don't know how they got camel toe. Yeah, because yeah, it's a know. C and an M. That, a, that makes no sense. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So Aaron, Aaron, no camels in Mexico. <laughs> All right, Aaron. Sticking to that theme, well, I don't know. Liquid nut sauce. No. <laughs> Sorry, go- excuse me, excuse me. Correction. Rancid nut sauce. Oh, that changes things. That changes things. Liquid could have been a band. <laughs> I'm going to go with band. Yay, yay, yay. Correct. Rancid oh. nut sauce. Rancid nut sauce is They're a band. A- they're a brutal death metal band from the U.S. <laughs> okay. Brutal. <laughs> All right. Two in a row. Aaron's on a streak of two. I got to get up to three. Biker bitch. <laughs> oh, that, that's most certainly a hot sauce. Yay, yay, yay. Correct. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. See, I got an advantage over Pedro because I went to a school in the white area. When I bust out to the valley, so I was around people that listen to metal music. So I, you know, you hear some of the crazy names. <laughs> All right, streak of three. Aaron's on a three, three correct uh, answer streak right now. Hot and horny. Hot and horny. Hmm. That's hard. That's a difficult one. I'm gonna take a guess. I'm gonna take a stab at this and go with uh, band. Oh, yeah, it is a hot that, sauce. That, that one, that one's hard. That one could have been either way. <laughs> All right, so Aaron's at a streak of three. Or right, new, real quick, new is, biker, is Biker Bitch a hot sauce that's from the Bay Area? 
Uh, I do not believe so. That, it, it just sounds like one of them hot sauces is from like a very liberal area that was like created by someone who founded a women's roller hockey team. Oh, <laughs> I'll, I, let me make a note of that, and I will get and back. Also <laughs> lives, and also lives with her partner and three dogs. In the hate. <laughs> All right, Pedro, here we go. Sir Fartalot. I'm going to say that is a band. Oh, it is a hot sauce. Oh, <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> Got to hang out with more white people. Yeah. All right. Uh, and all right it, we're going back to and Aaron. it bounces back to Aaron. Let's see if he can improve on three. Aaron, ass to mouth. Oh, boy. You, ass uh, to mouth. You sure you're not naming you're not you're not naming things that was uh are you sure you're not going through my browser history? <laughs> just about to see that. <laughs> Sound like you're going through my browser history right now, the last couple of names. Last couple of names. I'm like, hold on, man. Hold on, Todd, did I see any shit on my screen? Todd see my shit right now. I'm actually just just reading Aaron's screen right now. <laughs> uh, I'm gonna go with the band for ass to mouth. Yay, yay! It is a band. It is a band. Yeah, they are a brutal a death metal and grindcore band from Poland. Oh, from Poland? Yeah. Hey, real quickly, three on three Olympic basketball, Poland had a black. Dude on a team named Hicks, dude. <laughs> Hicks. Hicks. Sorry for oh, slowing yeah. up the game. I just had to say that. Poland had a brother named Hicks. They got ringers. I like the three-on-three because three, they got yeah, ringers. I saw that on the schedule, the three-on-three <laughs> basketball. I got to check that out. All right, so that's one Aaron has on the board currently. Let's see if he can uh-huh. make it two. Smack my ass and call me Sally. <laughs> oh, that's a hot sauce. Too long to be a band name. Yay, yay. That is correct. First thing correct. You, band. you can't have two long So man. two for Aaron. Mm-hmm. All right. Let's see if you can get past three this time. Let's see if you can get to get back to three and then pass it. All right. Scorned woman. Scorned woman. Scorned woman. Hot sauce. Yay, yay. Correct. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because I know I know nothing. And that's probably a very hot, hot sauce. No, and that one. You know, I felt like I've had the squirrel woman before because I ate at the uh, Cluck You back in the day. That's now become Smoke Eaters uh, hot wings. And that was the night that I ended up pouring milk down the crack of my ass. And I felt like they must have used scorn woman that day. No lie. I went in the shower and poured milk down the crack of my ass. My Everything was burning that, that day. That should be a hot sauce name right there. Milk down the crack of your ass. Yeah. <laughs> or, not- or everything's burning. <laughs> either way either way that's how everything was burning man i couldn't take off my contacts i couldn't do shit that on day. that note <laughs> anal carnage anal carnage that's a band yeah yeah, yeah. correct oh. I, knew, I heard of them i heard of them oh you heard of them yeah i knew that was a bit they're a death metal slash grindcore band from chile yeah Actually, oh wow all right aaron you're up to four now all right, About the four, Aaron man. was, Aaron was built juice. for this game. Aaron, I'm gonna, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm gonna give you a tough one here. Toilet fetus. <laughs> oh boy, oh that is awful. I'm gonna go with band, man. You can't sell that hot sauce name, that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That is correct. What? Wow. <laughs> yeah. But toilet. We fetus, can say man, we can say that on this podcast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can say toilet fetus, man. You can't that's say bad. in Texas. All, <laughs> all right. <laughs> nah, you get sued for saying in Texas. It looks like this episode will be played in Texas. All right, we have a streak of five. That's going to be tough, regardless if uh, Pedro can steal the game back. But here we go. 
White Zombie. Uh, band. Oh, it is a hot sauce. Oh, oh, oh man. All right, White Zombie. That, Aaron, one, that one just sounded like a band. Aaron sets right. a new record at five in a row. Good job, Aaron. Good work. Fire. He's on fire. Well done. Well done. So was, so was several assholes was on fire, too. <laughs> yeah. All right. Yeah. Here we go. Here we go. Tingleberry. <laughs> oh, man. That's a band. Oh. oh, it is a hot sauce. Oh, say, Tango, that's got to be a hot sauce. No band's going to get respect naming themselves Tingleberry. <laughs> oh, I was thinking the opposite. I was thinking, okay. Back to Aaron. Blumpkin spiced latte. <laughs> Blumpkin spiced latte. That, that's uh, Jared's band. <laughs> <laughs> uh, that's got to be a band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct. It's a gore grind band from Canada. Is there a special name for Blumpkin in Canada if you're getting a Blumpkin while also eating uh, poutine? Poutine on the toilet? Yeah, that's exactly what I was thinking. Gerald also sitting there eating poutine. Four, two in a row. Uh huh. Choke your chicken. Choke your chicken. Wow, that's a tough one. Oh, uh, I think I'm going to get this wrong. I'm going to go with band. Oh, it is a hot sauce. I thought it was a hot sauce. I thought that might be a hot sauce. All right, so five is still the high score. Back to Pedro. Here we go. Pittsburgh sucks. <laughs> Pittsburgh That's a tough one. Sucks. I, I'm thinking. I'm thinking hot sauce because Buffalo Wild Wings is next door, and you go to Pittsburgh. Uh, you know, to see see what their hot wings taste like, and I don't. Yeah, I kind of think, man, this sucks. So, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And he is correct. It is oh, a hot sauce. See how I was thinking? That you was know I'd be one. thinking. I know I'd be thinking. That is one. Let's see if we can get two. Mustard gas. Ooh. Oh, that's a good one. Mustard that's gas. That's a good one. Mustard gas. Let's go with band check from three 300. It is a hot sauce. Oh, damn it. Presumably mustard based. <laughs> yeah, that one, that one, that one, that one could have went any way. Could have gone either way. As would a lot of these. Hence, this or that. All right, Aaron. Yep. Acid bomb. Ooh. I'm going to go with the uh, since oh, acid bomb. Oh, see, that could go several ways because the acid in your stomach lining. I'm going to go with hot sauce. It is a band. See, I oh, thought it might wow. be a band because I was thinking about the Atomic and the Japan. Are they from Japan too? Um, Acid Bomb. No, they are a groove and death metal band from the U.S. Oh, groove and death metal. Here we go, Pedro. All right. <laughs> Goat Rider. <laughs> oh, Pedro, that's a tough one. I'm going to say band, chick. Ooh, it is a hot sauce. Man, I'm getting my ass kicked. <laughs> That's also a band. Man, I tell you this, I, I, man, I need some of these. I need these WNBA players to watch this this volleyball, Olympic volleyball I'm watching <laughs> to see what happened when you lower the net, how these girls look athletic and flying all over the place. Uh, all right, Aaron. Bubba's Butt Blaster. Uh, Bubba's Butt Blaster hot sauce. Yay, yay, yay. Correct. Bubba's Butt Blaster is a hot sauce. Big Johnson. 
Big Johnson. Big Johnson. Bam. Hot sauce. Damn it. That was going to anyway. <laughs> All right. Here we go. Weapons of Ass Destruction. <laughs> That's a Jewel Jordan's film. He had a whole series of that. It's called Weapons of Ass Destruction. I believe, I believe Alexis Texas is on like the cover of number six or something. <laughs> I'm going to go hot sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It is a hot sauce. Correct. Yeah. It is also I, a I, special is it by, video. Is it by John Stalliano? That was Evil Angel. Evil Angel came out with the Weapons of Ass Destruction. Jesus. <laughs> Our fun love had that tape, Pedro. <laughs> That tape. I believe Shout it was like Bob red. Love sponsorship. I believe it was like red or something. The VHS. Is that red tape? Aaron got got left with the VCR. No, yeah. no that was yeah, women's uh, basketball VCR. I think that was Butt Row Outcast. Uh, it was Eva Angel though. It was still Eva Angel. All right, next for two. Uh, uh, I don't think Pedro's got two yet. Mm-mm. So for two. This is it, Pedro. Flaming flatulence. I'm gonna go hot sauce. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Correct, hot sauce. Pedro got two. He's on his we roll. Got a, we got, got a stink. Watch him just rip out ten in a row. Necro cannibal ass grinder. <laughs> <laughs> That's also hot sauce. Oh, it is a metal band. Oh, the name was too long. I had me anything with necro. Anything with necro <laughs> gotta be metal band, bro. <laughs> they are a. Gore Grind band from the U.S. Oh shit! Gore Grind. All right, I think I think I think we gotta I think we gotta give Pedro one more chance to see if he can beat Aaron's. Uh, so restart him at zero, and if and if he can't beat him on this round, then it's gonna uh, Aaron will be the winner. Okay. All right, Pedro, it's going back to you. You're back at zero now, so you gotta okay. you gotta see if you can uh, build off this. Here we go. Sperm blood shit. <laughs> Come on, man. Come on, man. If you can't get this one, Pedro, I'm done. At two. Golly. They're still in a Whole Foods. <laughs> Please tell me that's a band. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a band, correct. We're start, starting off right. They are a death metal grindcore band from Italy. As you did. My mom is, can't hear this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Pleasure and pain. That sounds like a band. It is a hot sauce. It is a hot sauce. I'm sorry. So that means Aaron's our winner. Aaron, here's the ball today. I don't know if uh I'm still waiting for my white dog. <laughs> Did I wear white dog? Compliments. Shout out to uh, and the highest tower, our friend Marcus, who uh, bestowed upon me, we'll see who can fit it, but a dry fit. I hope it's his size. I hope he got it his size. That was... A dry fit. Oh, that's tied to Nigeria oh, basketball. Wow, What size now is it? Pissed. What size is it, Jared? It's no, an XL. You got to play again. I'm pissed. Oh, I got it. I got it. Okay, I better got some working out to do, but yeah, I'm going to fit. That. I'm gonna fit it in front of Pedro, even I, if I can't fit it. No, I need that right now. I got that. I'm that on a roll. I want that and white dog. White dog. Wait a minute. I'm gonna have to go rob Aaron. This is bullshit. <laughs> Cutty Corner Shoutouts. Cutty Corner Shoutouts. Cutty Corner Shoutouts is the segment we end the show on where everyone gets a chance to rant, complain about something that is going wrong or that they just are just not getting down with recently. So, uh, Cutty Corner shout-outs, Cutty Corner shout-outs. It's, it's, it's time. Cutty Corner. We're burning out. 
Cutty Corner shout-outs. Aaron, do you have a Cutty Corner shout-out? My Cutty Corner shout-out goes to the USA men's basketball team. And just to show you that right now they're trying to get by on being NBA players. The Olympic game is a global game of basketball. It's not playing like the NBA. The NBA caters to your superstars. This hasn't. If you even watch the game that they played against Nigeria and how much flopping and argument they were, every little bump they were like, asking where the foul, they were throwing off a shot. Then I watched the game against France. I, I woke up this morning and watched this that game against France that they lost. And it's just like, dude, you know what? Damian Lillard, for all his great ability to score, to hit a, 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 a timely shot, to a big game player. He likes the, the more game-winning buckets and buckets in a game. The global game of basketball is a real game of basketball that takes a team aspect. The one thing that the dream team did was they showed those guys were the most unselfish players you ever saw. Magic, Bird, except for Jordan, right? But I don't think if, if you notice Jordan scoring that, he didn't lead the team in scoring. And, and it was Charles Barkley. I think he wasn't even at 15 a game. That's the thing. The U.S. game is not predicated around some guy scoring almost or 30, getting 30 or almost 30 points. The global game of Olympic of basketball is a team game. Your leading scorer might have 15. That's why Mono Ginobili did so well for years in FIBA in Olympics. And that's why some of these other teams did well, right? It's not the NBA game. It's not an ISO ball. It's nothing like that. Damian Lillard lacked the ability. When the USA took the lead, it was because of Drew Holiday, which believe drew holiday came in balled out played d because those fools weren't playing d they let evan fournier roll them up right and then all of a sudden drew holiday comes in he's playing d he does game they take the lead in the fourth with like six minutes left lose the, drew holiday goes to the bench because you know he was tired he also just flew in but unlike nigeria he flew he knew let me fly the let me fly west right <laughs> like shit i'm close to japan going this way and another way he had the resources to be able to do it and, but he you could tell he tired out so they took him out with six minutes left and no one else could keep that lead they couldn't keep it they couldn't hold it damian lillard does not have uh, i mean i like damian lillard i like his game but his game is very made for the nba this is showing that he has no floor general in him whatsoever. Uh, for Warrior fans that want him there, I don't know if he's going to work with He wouldn't work there because he has no floor general. Kevin Durant was in foul trouble. That's another thing that I don't think they're used to playing with that they only have five fouls. So four, they're sitting the whole quarter. They sit in the third if they have four fouls. Kevin Durant comes in the game and Damian Lillard doesn't know how to get him the ball to keep him like active involved. He doesn't know how to give anyone the ball to keep him active engaged, right? They just really lack that. that, And they have a good leader in Popovich, but it's not the same game. And it just, you need more team dynamic players. You need to put teams I mean, after the whole fiasco with Allen Iverson and the, the Olympics was at the Greek, the Greece, the Olympics in Greece, yeah, Allen Iverson, all them, yeah, they went out there and got destroyed and they were just a bunch of selfish one-on-one guys and they got destroyed, didn't meddle. The, you, Jerry Cagliangelo, big thing was, I'm going to put together a team because he saw the other teams, Spain, uh, Croatia, and these other teams, Lithuania at the time, they were teams. They didn't have NBA stars. They might have one NBA player. Argentina, he saw that they were teams and that, you know what, we got to scrap together a team. Now, the, the Olympic Committee, uh, this year was a little different, but they That's didn't even do point. that. 
that was 04. Okay. Yeah. That was a, that was a mess. They didn't do that. They didn't do that. They didn't scrap together a team. They tried to make it back up when foods like Kevin Love dropped out and foods got COVID Bradley bill got COVID. People are like, man, if we had Bradley bill there, no, we still be losing. Us would still be losing Bradley bill there. Cause he doesn't know how to get other people involved. They tried to make up by bringing in uh, Johnson from uh, San Antonio Kelvin Johnson and JaVale McGee, JaVale McGee, but JaVale McGee not even getting time. I mean, craft the team from the beginning as a team it just it's just it's it's it's, it's they they look bad today and i like i said they're they're the favorites to win the gold medal and it ain't gonna be easy and i wouldn't be surprised if they don't win it piedro do you have a cutty corner shout out um i can't remember what it was about but uh, let's keep it olympic base um i'm gonna go give my cutty corner a shout out just to the olympics in general um I think they're not really planning anything. I think, if I'm not mistaken, isn't Tokyo kind of against the Olympics? Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay. So you got a COVID outbreak or whatever's going on. Um, you don't take charge of it. You don't try to do the, I guess it's, it'll be really expensive to try to, I guess, uh, uh, try to prepare and switch up or change the times and dates, but it, that's your, that's your, your, uh, what a continent country. That's your country. So you have to be in charge of, of what you want to allow and them allow it complaining about it. And then still allowing it as a, as why we're watching it right now live with nobody there. That's the part, the part of the Olympics is to bring everybody together. And this yeah. doesn't feel like it's bringing that many people together. So I, I'm kind of disappointed in Tokyo not taking charge and uh, are standing behind their uh, behind their morals. They even had sponsors like Toyota pull out out, out of the Olympics because hey, this is out of control. We yeah. got guys set. Then on top of that, Tokyo being godly like in putting cardboard beds so these people can't make sweet love with each other <laughs> spread diseases um, is also not Olympic-like. And so you're not getting the full effect of the Olympics because that's, I went to the Olympics, I hooked up in 1984. I met this fine <laughs> Swedish woman that, that kind of blew my mind. And I still think about it to this day with her long blonde hair. And that's why I got introduced to uh, international lovemaking. So I, I I give my uh, cutting quarter shout out to the to the Olympic Games in general. Not not just not being prepared, not having a set plan. All right, but Pedro, I hear they can, they can have sex in those beds. And Japan said they made the beds because they the whole thing was about being sustainable, and they wanted to make it out so they could be recycled. You can't make you look. You can't make love to a big. 220-pound woman in those You tell beds. me what 220-pound women other than the weightlifters are out there in Japan. That's who you want to make love to because it's it's more, you know, you give more action. There's some guys <laughs> that, you trying to tell me there's guys that don't weigh 225. Man, the guy on the men's basketball team weigh more than that. Yeah. Man, you can make love in a, to a 225 pound woman. If it's two of you in there, it was the Japanese design. The gymnasts don't need beds. They can they can flip on the ceilings and on the walls and do all kinds That's of things. It's not regular. It was Todd. Do you have a cutty corner shout out? Uh, well, I had one about pistachios, but that's a good one, I think. 
given that we're doing the Olympic theme, I could save that one for later. Um, yeah, I guess my cutty corner shout out would be the gymnastics announcers that uh, I don't know if you guys watch any gymnastics in the Olympics or just any gymnastics at all, but whenever my wife, my wife's a former gymnast. And so we watch a lot of gymnastics and it's, it's uh, listening to them call the, the uh, gymnastics meets when Simone Biles is there. Now, this is not a, at all an attack on Simone Biles, who's probably the most, by far the most dominant Olympic athlete of all time. Not even Michael Phelps, not even close. You know how yeah, I, I agree. Like so. Oh, we agree with that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, I agree. I, I, swimming should not be an Olympic sport. Uh, agree. Or if, if so, give it, give, it, give it one medal. Exactly. They all should be fighting for one medal. Too many events. Um, so, yeah, not to um, not to discredit nothing, nothing to do with Simone Biles, but the way they talk about Simone Biles. All, there's one uh, I alluded to the fact that I hate the, the, the commentary in general and just announcers talk in general. But all they talk about is the one storyline about how she's so great and l how she's such a better athlete than everyone. And that's all they talk about. They're not analyzing the sport. They're not analyzing what's going on. Yeah. They're not talking about any of the other people. We watched the whole Olympic trials and there was other U.S. gymnasts doing amazing. And everything was in reference to Simone Biles. Well, yeah. yeah you're right. I did. I want some trials. You're right. That's, that's you say, what they did. When you say doing amazing, you're not talking about the the, the, the ladies from UCLA. They ain't doing nothing but the hip hop dancing, are you? <laughs> no, but we did watch that too. We had, I, I watched all that too. I watched all the Pac 10 this year. Um, I'm with you, though, Todd. Yep, you're right. Um, I watched so, the trials. That's exactly what happened. And I forgot who it was, but there was like another gymnast that was having all perfect scores and made the team and all that. And, but it was no, it was like, oh, she's. It was the Mung girl, right? She's no Simone Biles, but, <laughs> and, and Simone Biles actually kind of struggled in the trials, but she's going to make it like all her scores were still higher and she was beat. She was winning the whole event because the difficulty level that she was doing is, is like, she would yeah. have had to like crash into the vault completely to like not get a good score. Cause she's just like doing harder difficulty, but it's just, it's kind of the same. Well, I think in general too, with just sports announcers, I don't know what it is, Aaron, Pedro, you might have a, a reason why you think this is the case, but there's so much hyperbole. There's so they, they stick with like the most basic kind of like the non sports fan storylines. And then yes. they just go, they just hammer it into the ground and it just, it doesn't make it enjoyable. There's not, I want to know about, I'm watching these obscure sports. I want to know about like why yes. I'm not sitting mm -hmm. watching. Well, I guess I am kind of watching gymnastics a lot these days, but I'm not generally watching these things. I don't know what makes this better than that. I don't know all the intricacies of all these different sports. Talk to me about it. Talk about all these other people and yes. their sports. The Olympics used to be when you, where you learned those things, yeah, where now, you learned those sports, where you learned more about fencing. That's how I got into gymnastics and women's volleyball. I got into volleyball, watching women's basketball, volleyball and Olympics. So you're right. Yep. And all we get to hear about is how she's the goat and her rhinestone goat necklace and mm -hmm. guitar and, they, and gave her the emoji they made her the emoji yeah and, 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 and i think the money's behind her the mm -hmm. olympic money's behind her so they just it's well it, if it, it wasn't for her you no know, she paved the way like you said 
she she's an amazing athlete. But what happened now? The all the big money is behind her, so you got to talk her up. Well, the, yeah, magnificent, the magnificent seven paved the way. The, the, pro, the problem is, I think, is it's, it's exactly what you said, though, Pedro. It's clickbait now, right? Yeah. It's mm-hmm. clickbait. And all the announcing now is trying to get people who are very casual, who are just going to sit down for a second to watch this, right? Because it takes time for them to explain the intricacies of what they're doing. It took time back in the day when you watch, uh, what was his name? Uh, Scott, whatever. When he, Scott Hamilton, and when he was commentating for oh, yeah, uh, the, the ice skating, skating, the, the triple yeah. sow cow, and he's breaking down what, what's the difference between a triple axle and a triple sow cow is how your feet you know, how, you're, how you plant your feet, your toe loop, things like that. And he takes time. It takes time. And you want to take that time to the people who are who you can be casual, but you're you're here to in tune to this whole game. And so, you know, so I, I think it's clickbait time. Yeah, I think and it's, it's clickbait. Maybe it's like it's clickbait culture, too, has kind of gotten uh-huh. so out of control. But it's and, it, and honestly, I feel bad for Simone Biles because like doesn't I wouldn't if I were her, I wouldn't want these people to just like. They're straight up just they're speechless over before yeah. she even does anything. They're just like they can't. They've run out of descriptor words to talk about how amazing. <laughs> I know of no other superlatives. It's like instead of talking about how amazing she is, let's talk about like what she's like break down how she's doing today because she doesn't seem to be doing very well. Yeah, no, yeah. they're they're doing the 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 backhanded way of tearing her down they're they're complimenting her so much to where she loses any incentive to even have to show how great she is there's you're putting so much pressure on putting so much pressure on her it's ridiculous yeah Yeah. she has to do something that she shouldn't have done all them goddamn commercials either she turned into charlie sheen and she uh, got to get her money she got to get her money money. money. yeah the money is there that that's why that's this is what's going on it's it's, like here it's hit the clickbait it's the advertisement everything's behind her now it's It's, you know, when you got a credit card commercial, you know, you made it. My Cutty Corner shout out goes out to uh, China for uh, officially taking the panda, the large panda off their endangered species list. Uh, They said (laughs) after years of conservation practices and efforts, they have over 1800 um, that, that are still in captivity, but soon to be released, ideally. Um, that are, you know, going to, you know, take it from being an endangered species. And they're going to also continue to preserve their environment and their ecosystem. Um, my thing is pandas don't like to fuck. They don't even like to have regular sex, Pedro. So wow. the pandas going to end up back on that list by their own volition before we even know it. This is not a, a humans need to save something they destroyed type thing. This uh-huh. is God or nature being like yeah we just testing this motherfucker out for a while and you know they're coded to want to have some sex sometimes regular usually irregularly though and uh they just don't fuck enough to stay alive they also don't don't, eat, don't don't eat enough to get a, get a good diet oh, they, to they some eat milk. enough they no, don't they eat the right nutritious. Shit. they <laughs> eat some of the most uh, they eat the stuff that grow they basically eat like reinforced uh, uh weeds they eat bamboo which grows like no other but has zero to uh, has very little uh, nutritional value so that they can't have large litters of bears because they don't get enough nutrients in a breast milk to feed more than one baby at a time. If that one baby can get enough nutrients from the breast milk. <laughs> they that one. So they should have died off Darwinism. Let, hey. They they going to die off. They're going to be back on the endangered species list, no matter what we do. 
So um, let's not like act like this is a great triumph. It's like, yeah, man, we keeping this brain dead person alive on life support for even longer. They're going to sit here and they might wake up on their own in 20 years. No, no, they ain't Steven Seagal in that one movie where take that to the bank and he had the VCR hidden in the wall. They ain't that dude, okay? He ain't breaking arms in liquor stores. That is not a panda. Pandas can't do that, okay? Pandas don't come back for vengeance. Pandas just eat, don't fuck, sleep, and then repeat. They're going to be back on that so list very soon. And so uh, my cutting quarter shout out goes to anybody who thinks they saved the pandas. Y'all are just delaying the inevitable. So you're saying that pandas are like the Jared of this podcast or Jared is like the panda of this podcast. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yep. Exactly. <laughs> Only reason you keep pandas around is just because it's like it, it's actually easier for them to eat the bamboo than for you to try to dig it up. <laughs> yeah, yeah my, see the your boy Mike Singletary was was actually uh was coaching a youth league of full of pandas when he came out and said I want winners cannot play with them cannot win with them cannot coach with them can't do it God said pandas, I want people that want to win Panda said it I tap out <laughs> Pandas are think about this pandas the only bear that you can run into in the wild and not be scared of yeah, up, you think know, about that. I see any other bear, I'll be shitting. You got bear mace, you got all kind of shit yeah. for it. Panda, you just be like, man, oh shit, man. Like, you know, you worry, you don't worry about that, but you know, you know, it's not gonna chase you. I seen a male panda run up on me, and I was like, whatever. Your mother's dick is bigger than yours. <laughs> Come on. I don't understand. Can't they just crossbreed them with the uh, black bears? They're like they too six. lazy. The black bear don't want to have boring sex. It ain't like you, Pedro. The black bear like me. The black bear like me. Exactly. The black bear like me, man. It ain't. Yeah, pandas just like, yeah, like you said, the Mia Khalifa of sex to get there and just be like, God damn it, man. We just, we gonna die off because I ain't fucking that thing again. What about koalas? Are they marsupials? Yeah, they're marsupials, but they're also, but they, they, they like to get down. They, they like to have sex. The only way you can get the pandas to be able to keep themselves off that existence, uh, the extinction list, is you got to crossbreed them with some Jamaicans. <laughs> and some crossbreed them with Jamaicans and Nigerians. Because Nigerians doing some fucking out there, their population growing. I, you know what? Pedro trying to go to Olympic Village, I'm trying to go to Nigeria. They're gonna be like, hey man, the Olympics in Tokyo. Why your flight going to Nigeria? I plan on doing some fucking. I got some fucking to do tonight. You see, they, you see, they, 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 uh, birth rate? Like almost, it's like six kids to every woman. Not married woman, woman. <laughs> Maybe that's why they delayed the basketball team. So that's, that's why. Hey, they save an NBA and NFL. I got no problem with Nigeria. Because here's the thing you got to realize. Their country's also very modernizing. It's very, it's modernized now. It's starting to start yeah. it's modernizing more with that high birth rate. It's actually dropped because the more you modernize, of course, your birth rate going to drop. But be prepared. I can see them in a generation or two being past the United States and heading towards that billion dollar population. And the pandas to get in on it. Panda's gonna, <laughs> the panda's gonna show up to Jamaica and be pleasantly surprised. It's your boy Chetana. Come on, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, I tell you this: you send a couple of female pandas to Jamaica. I mean, to Nigeria. You send a couple of them to Nigeria, and then we might see some changes. <laughs> All right. I'm, trying, I'm trying to get out to Nigeria, Pedro. I'm gonna have me a whole. I'm gonna have me two three-on-three squads. I see. <laughs> That is our show, my friends. That is our show. Any final words y'all have for our fans out there? 
Yeah, man. Welcome back. Welcome. Guess who's back? Welcome back. Yeah, just play the just play the main song for me right there. I'll play it. I'll I got to sing it. All right. Uh, by the way, Charles Barkley averaged 18 points a game in the 92 Olympics. Oh, okay. Okay. So he left the team in scoring, and probably yeah. Jordan was right like second. Jordan at 14.9 right behind him. Yeah. See, and even Jordan's like, look, man, this, and he focused on defense in that Olympics. Him and Pippen. They uh, they'll keep people under defense. 50 points a game. Yeah. 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 All, right. All right. Pedro, anything you'd like to say? Yeah, just uh, everybody stay safe. Um, don't go out and get the Spirit Airline variant of the COVID. So uh, <laughs> still make sure you're vaccinated. Uh, your mask. Jesus. <laughs> you know, there's several things that's going to keep us safe right now. Mask, social distancing, vaccinations, Jesus. Jared, huh? Let me uh, let me get you real quick. One round of the this or that. Oh, oh okay. yeah, I want to hear this. that. All yeah, right. I don't understand why Jared didn't play, man. He don't I, know all these I, damn I, things. I was I was there when we came up with the Todd. Todd had the idea in the car with the topic. We stopped at Pedrick's last week on the way up to Tahoe, and they have this whole wall of different hot sauces. And so then we were driving, and Todd's like. That would be a hella funny game if we did hot sauce or like metal band. And I was like, that would be <laughs> ridiculous. So then, then that was that that spawned the idea and uh, Todd's been working on it. So, all right, all right, yeah, give me one, give me one. All right, all right, let's see. Flaming Blood. <laughs> it's a band. Yay, yay! Correct. That's one. Okay, okay, okay. All right. Purple Hippo. Hot sauce. Yeah, It is a hot sauce. Ooh. Right away, too. All right, here we go. Burn the week. Mm, burn the week. That's a hot sauce. It is a band. Oh, oh dear. Sh- Only got two. Only got Death, two. Deathcore from Germany. God dang it. Uh, nice try. Nice try. I could have won my, my Nigeria basketball shirt away from Aaron. <laughs> no, man, you wasn't part of the competition. We, we played, me and Pedro had heat against each other. It was pressure. It was pressure. They now hand out the finals MVP trophy to after when the big three game is over for the NBA finals. <laughs> Hot buttered anal. Hot buttered anal. Oh, that's a band. That has to be a band. That's a band. Yeah. Texas Taliban. That's, 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 a sauce. that's a hot sauce. Whoa. Oh, that's a band. That's man. a hot sauce. Band. That's a hot sauce. Aaron is correct. Aaron's good at this. Aaron is really good at this one.